saying and want to save people and that's not gonna work mm. yeah um we talked about that too uh <laughs> we talked about that on the podcast right uh like like saving folk right how that how that how that manifests itself right um like, are you in the business of saving folk? I'm not in the business of saving folk. I'm not. I'm not in that business. Uh, what I am in the business of is is is, is educating. Right. I I, I create um, situations where I can educate as many people as I possibly can. Saving folk, I I stay out of that business. Um, wh- wh- why you stay out of that business, oh? <laughs> Cause man, you could. It's too much effort, too much work. If you don't believe in yourself, how the fuck you expect me to believe in yourself and do the work for you? <laughs> That's just nah. You gotta you gotta apply some type of can't mm. do it for you. And hey, guess what? Morning, Brian. Yes. People that sell education do things, they could see that shit a, shit a mile away. They already know you come with. Yeah, jump in, Jeff. Hey, I got that YouTube clip if you want it. Oh, I got, I got it too. <laughs> let's, let's run it. Did you hear it though? The girl that they, we want. You can hear it? Ooh, yeah, I heard. I heard it. <laughs> we can hear it now. Right. I'm about to play it real quick. About like a minute. The girl that they, we want. Mm-hmm. We scared of the girls that make the bag. You Ooh. think so? We want the girl that look good. Yeah. We don't want the girl that got her shit together. Her body don't look like hers. Gotcha. We want the body. We don't want the the educated woman Damn. that's quiet, go to work nine to five, studio. chill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We want the one that's on IG showing her ass. Damn. Cleavage showing. Yeah, yeah. Just got that ass done. Damn. You know that's what, I'm what we want? Hey, I'm just saying. Yeah, we yeah, got to yeah. keep it real, though. Why, why is men, why we shop with our eyes and not with our mind. the successful woman? Bruh. Cause the girl over here got a fat ass, yeah. got fifty thousand friends on social yeah, media. Yeah. Her apartment is a Roach Motel. <laughs> Cause she got her ass done. Yeah, yeah. But homeboy pay for it. Yeah, 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 yeah. But is that chick really getting married? Niggas really wifing. BBL, baby BBL. They'll put up a BBL. They'll give them a little apartment and you know pull up every now. But I'm talking about wifey. Oh. Most BBLs are professional side chicks. Oh, 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 wow. <laughs> Tell the truth. Ah, bro, ah. you see the, you see BBLs walking down the hall, bro. Hey, I don't see nothing. <laughs> Yo, do you see do you see the BBL chick walking down the aisle, bro? What is what is this happening? Am I the only, am I tripping? You we see BBLs walking down the aisle, bro? They be like professional side chicks, bro. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's like the NBA guy oh, side piece that he God. put up, get him an apartment, bro. Oh, Come on. Oh, my and, he, God. And, he, and he beat it up when he fly in town. Tell the truth, bro. So the BBL chicks ain't wife. Are you seeing them as wife? Oh, my God. Yeah, that that is a spicy episode. Uh, yeah, so definitely check out the YouTube if you want to hear yeah, more bro. about that. Uh, it's the funny. They will get on your ass. 
Yeah, that is true. That is very much true. But that was a very fruitful conversation, though. I know we opened it up with with, with, with the bullshit, but it was it was a very fruitful conversation. Y'all was having a ball, bro. It's uh, like y'all was having a ball. <laughs> well, it was a good time, bro. Hey, there was no bars hold, was it, TM? Hey, man, we just kept it a no. mean. 100, you know what I mean? 100%. Hey, Byron, you know, we, we men, we, we, we like the BBB. The, we like the beauty, the breast, and the booty. But we got to learn to get that brain first. Yeah, That's all I got to get that brain. got to get the brain get first, the brain. man. You get the brain, all the rest will come along with That's it. That's a fact. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know... But I wanna I wanna get back to this. I wanna get back to this. But definitely, definitely go check out the podcast after this. It was it was very insightful. Very insightful. Um uh oh, oh, I think you your mic is uh hit your, your earphone or something. But we're talking about overwhelm, right? We're talking about lack of clarity, we talk about perfectionism, we talk about lack of motivation, okay? Lack of motivation. Now, when we're talking about this overwhelm piece. Has anybody ever felt a high level, meaning you, 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 you got a lot going on, you want to get a lot accomplished, but you feel overwhelmed and then you pause, you get stuck. Instead of taking action, you freeze, you freeze. Uh, anybody ever felt that feeling and what did you do to overcome that feeling? Anybody ever felt that way? Yeah, bro. Absolutely. There you go. Absolutely. Let's talk about it. Yeah, you, you know, Byron, I mean, fear itself, right? I mean, I, I think it takes us out in the first 15, 20 seconds, sometimes five seconds, depending on the shock factor, right? The, the trauma of it all. But fear, bro, doesn't last any longer than 90 seconds. Fear does not last any longer than 90 seconds, but that's a long minute and a half. You know what I'm saying? And so for me, bro, new spaces, you know, new, new spaces. Um, I like what, what uh, O'Neill said earlier, man, because I think it's true in our community, right? We strive to hit six, seven figures, right? And, and when you get in a job where you've gotten the salary, you've hit the numbers, like you've achieved success and it's over, right? But, and then he said, for that same person who achieved that success, now to get in a room where someone achieves six figures in a month seven figures in a month now what bro that that all by that's a mindset right because most of us don't want to be the the little fish right we always want to be the boss you want to be in charge even if we don't know shit bro we want to be the boss right and so I, I think it takes a certain level of humility but one you gotta want you gotta really want it in order to press beyond the 90 seconds right because the 90 seconds will take you out if you're not hungry enough i've had to stand flat footed bro just just being in the room to listen right sometimes we want to be heard but sometimes we need to sit and listen and be okay with not being the big person in the room if you're the smartest person in the room anyway bro you need to find another room but most of us aren't comfortable right in a room where people are smarter than us that, man, that's crazy. Wow. So what does that conversation with self sound like, uh, TM, when you are in that space of overwhelm? Uh, you know, the goals that, 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 that seem daunting or overwhelming can cause, you know, individuals to kind of postpone, kind of uh, procrastinate. What, what is that conversation with self for you 
to pull you out of that particular space or that mindset? I'll tell you, Byron, before I became um, certified, right, in neurolinguistics, bro, um, I've always been a coach. I've always been, I've been a mentor and a coach for a long time, a leader, leading leaders for a long time. But, bro, I, I had a fear I didn't even know existed. And when I became certified NLP, Byron, um, I, I learned that there were some negative emotions. And not just to me and all of us, they're negative emotions that drive triggers, right? That trigger us, whether it's anger, sadness, fear, hurt, guilt, right? There are situations that will trigger you. So for me, one, you got to try to go back and identify the root cause of the trigger. Because some people angry, they angry at everything, right? But it's really not what's going on right now. They angry at something that happened to them, bro, when they was like four, five, six, seven years old. They never got over it. Right. But it's unconscious. So for me, I got to remind myself, Byron, when I'm triggered by fear, I'm not 12 years old no more. I'm not 22 no more. You know what I'm saying? I, I, I ain't 11 no more. Right. We, we not there anymore. You got to you got to talk to the boss, baby, bro. The boss, baby, is that unconscious mind that tell you you're not capable. It's a Byron can do it. O'Neill can do it. But but I ain't you know, I, I can't do that. You got to talk to the boss, baby, bro. I, I, I ain't. A young kid no more. You know so what I'm saying? Do you think a lot of people do that though? Hell no, they don't do it because they don't even know that they really stuck. Mm. No, we don't talk to ourselves, bro. We, we do I know don't. we hear a little voice, bro. We do know we hear a little voice, but we really don't understand where that voice is coming from, and that voice shuts us down a lot of times. You say you you do. Oh, I, I think sometimes that voice comes to us. As sound advice or wisdom, yeah. Yeah. In a whisper, wi whisper, right? But that that whisper can be lying his ass off, bro. <laughs> pretending to be, pretending to be, Ooh. absolutely. What what that whisper tell you, oh? So we need so we need some self evaluation, basically. Everybody all day awareness, self awareness, bro. And, and, and oh, I thought everybody was self aware, bro. Let me tell you, just like I thought everybody went to the bathroom. Just like we think everybody got common sense, bro. Everybody does not have common sense and everybody does not have self-awareness. Damn. I, th I thought it was common, man. It, it, it ain't that common at all, bro. It's not common at all. Not at all. Yeah. But oh, yeah, what, what would your question be? I was asking, what, what do you tell yourself in those moments? Do you have those moments? And what is that conversation when, you, when that voice tell you you know that they, they nah. You ain't gotta do that much, man. I'm just yeah, gonna sit down and do it later. Yeah, it's like because you gotta think about it. Like, yeah, you're doing good. You're doing this, doing that. But are you really? Are you, know, you really? Having, yeah. Are you really? <laughs> yeah. You, you know what I'm saying? Are you really? Because might be a little comfortable. You're not working hard like you used to be. So just imagine if you was working hard like you used to be. Where would you be? The answer you know, is in your title. Yeah, the comfortability is a motherfucker, man. Like, yes, sir. You know, we had a conversation uh, last year, like at the beginning of last year. I was comfortable. I ain't gonna lie. Like, a lot of people get comfortable quick. That's so how I had to realize, like, man, I can't do this. And that's when I started hitting events again. I remember, I don't know if you remember, Byron, but I went to like, shit, five events, probably like six weeks. I had to give my mind, I had to reset my mind. Yeah, I remember that. You know what I'm saying? Like, in order for me to go to the next level, I gotta put myself back in the room, like when I first started. <laughs> So, so that's what you told yourself. So, so essentially, the voice. So, was you was just comfortable. You had made some money. You got comfortable, 
Yes, indeed. And what was what was that voice? What 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 was the voices telling you? Um, in that moment of comfort, when you allowed yourself to kind of just relax in the moment. Should I just tell you? Like, like damn, what you doing? Like, I was chilling, dog. <laughs> I was still working. I just wasn't working like I was. And that's 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 what happened to me. What about you? What your conversation look like? You know, I get it's funny. I had a conversation uh with myself over the weekend, right? So we out um and had an amazing experience. Next day, we got um we had Runway Billionaire. Uh, we we scheduled to do a podcast with, with with Runway Billionaire. And I guess he overslept and ended up showing up probably about what time was it? But he did say it was a possibility. He told me that last night that he was either going to do it at the beginning in the morning or at checkout. So he did tell me that. But uh, O reached out to him. He didn't Early. pick up. Early. He didn't pick up. <laughs> and so we were contemplating on whether or not we need to set up the the set, you know, to be able to record that episode. And I was like, well, shit, I might as well just go ahead and go to the event since he didn't pick up the phone, right? And um, instead of moving forward with that initial goal and continuing to push towards that goal and be set up for success if he were to, you know, respond. So uh, I ended up just saying, you know what, fuck it, man. And we just ended up setting up the the set regardless. We didn't set it up to excellence, I, I, in my opinion, but we did set it up. And it was... It was those moments, right? And then he ended up coming through. He ended up coming through, uh, and then we re- and then I reset up the set because I wanted it to be in excellence. But in that moment, the self conversation was to just accept the defeat. Like in that moment, I was like, "Well, ain't no sense in doing all of this work and setting this stuff all the way up um, if he's not gonna come through, or if we're not gonna be able to get the goal accomplished." And a lot of times, right, in those moments, you will tell yourself, and, and it'd be logical. It'd be you, you really can have a logical conversation with yourself as to why not pursuing and not putting yourself in a situation where you have to do that level of work to get set up, right? Um, you could give yourself a justification as to why that's not necessary. And I did. But then I ch- I changed my mind and just decided to 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 stick to the commitment, and we ended up having everything go you know phenomenally well, and we had a phenomenal interview, and I'm excited about up, that. Everything was already done. Everything was already done. Now we got to break it down though, because initially you was going to the event, you didn't think I was there. I was like, man, this the this kind of like the breakdown of it. It's important to have people around you that have a different mindset because Byron's about to go. Didn't say, man, you think we should set it up? You could tell he didn't want to set it up. I was like, yeah, we might as well set it up. And then that's when it happened. So let's just say I wasn't there in that moment. You just left. And then he'd have said, yeah, I'm ready. Then you'd have to come back to the spot, set it up. That would have been damn that whole hour. Easy. He could be like, ah, man, I only got an hour and 20 minutes. <laughs> so you could have missed the opportunity by not being set up. 
Just that not simple. having the people in your environment, the right people in your environment. Just that simple. Just and that and that happens all the time. And I think, you know, that it's just one of those things that happens all the time. Sometimes positioning makes all of the difference. But yeah, that's that's how that that voice showed up for me. And I had to recognize it because sometimes it shows up as logic. It shows up as wisdom. It shows up as the smart thing to do, right? Um, protecting your energy, protecting your whatever it may be in that moment. What's your thoughts about this, Corey? Man, I see you in the building, man. Good morning. What's going on? How are y'all? Doing well, man. Doing well. Do you think would... a lot of people are really built for the life and they pray for and the goals they want to achieve? It's it's so crazy. I um I actually posted something like kind of similar to this the other day. Um, talking about sometimes like people don't realize that you're in the middle of what you pray for. But for a lot of people, we just search on the next goal, the next thing, the next thing, next next thing. So people don't take a chance to actually just sit there and say, wait, I, there was a point in time where I wanted to be where I am right now um, because we end up being goal chasers and money chasers and these the certain things. But, you know, I pray for a life of success. I pray for a life of financial freedom. I pay for a life of time freedom. But in order to get to those things, there's a lot of struggles and things you have to endure. So you're going to make a lot of mistakes on the way because God trying to say, oh, you really want this? Let me show you what it takes. And I have to give you these lessons so that you learn now so that in the future, when you do have those things, you're not making bigger mistakes. So, you know, me on my journey to those things, it's so many mistakes that have been made that could have easily broken me. But you have to really understand your why and then what that end goal looks like for you. And so for me, you know, I, I want to live a life where I can do whatever I want, whenever I want it. Um, to where I can do the things that I, that I truly, truly want to do. And I just think that a lot of people d get deterred when they have, you know, a bad sales month, a bad sales week, or, you know, this ain't going right or this ain't going right. And what happens is they end up quitting and they, oh, that wasn't for me. Or, or they let other people come into their, their space and interrupt what they have going on. And what they don't realize is like, this is all a part of the journey. That best friend that told you not to do that business, that cousin, that family member that told you it discouraged you, like, that's a part of it. This is what it comes with because everyone won't be able to see your dreams and goals like everyone doesn't have the same vision as you that's why it was your dream not anyone else's and so um yeah I, I just think that a lot of people are not built for the life they say they want and some people are just better off you know whatever it is whether it's working for somebody whether it's that stability whether it's that 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 uh that safety net and then there's others who are built to endure through the rough and um, i think i'm one of those people nice nice i do also have another question corey at one point, as you being an entrepreneur, were you ever in, in that comfortable state? Like you was just chilling. Um, <laughs> chilling. Um, it ain't like chilling, chilling, but you know, you was not working like you once was at one point. Yeah, I mean, I definitely had times where I'm like, all right, cool. We just had a really big sales month. I got booked for two or three speaking engagements. Like, I got a little money from like an influencer thing. Like, I'm like, I'm I'm bit cooler. You know what I'm saying? Let's go to let's go to China or something like, <laughs> let's just chill. Let's kick it. I, I've definitely been in that position, but then I quickly realized, you know, something could go wrong. And, and a lot of times when you, when you take the, uh, the gas off and sometimes that's when the things start to, you know, kind of creep in, you allow space for mistakes and error. And a lot of those times too, like I'll 
not only me chilling, but I'll let my staff chill. Like, you know what, y'all? Y'all ain't got to come in today. And granted, I want to boost that morale, and I want to make sure that everybody's happy and, you know, we, we on the high. But me letting out the gas is what got me here. So now I'm just kind of backtracking by thinking I'm doing something that's helpful, but ultimately not helping me towards my goal. Lose momentum like that. Yeah, you gotta, like you gotta start all over. Exactly, because like we're in the good flow. Our shipping's going well. This is going well. Socials hitting. Uh, we did a drop. It's it's dope. And then what happens is like I'm like, yeah, we had a good week. All right, next Tuesday and Thursday, y'all got off. And it's like, yeah, team morale is high. Everybody's happy. But then it's like, dang, bro, you was really on 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 pace to set up something new. But now you got to start from square one because you kind of lost that momentum because you wanted to be. The fun boss, you know what I'm saying? And sometimes that's what comes with it. As you elevate and as you proceed to the next level, there's things that you're going to have to do, things you're going to have to sacrifice, people that you're going to have to not serve like in a way that they want to be served but that you need to be served in order for the cause. Um, and, and it's not always an easy decision to make. So it's really your, your, your you have to have really good um, discernment and you have to have really good decision-making so that you can properly execute to reach your end goal at the end of the day. Damn, like what you said, I like that. Being the fun boss ain't it, especially if you got big goals you want to achieve. Absolutely. I want to know, you know, you mentioned, uh, Corey, that bad sales month. Um, what are you what are you doing, right, when you're having that bad sales month? And, you know, here's the thing. I think some people will have a bad sales month, and some people's mindset is going to be, you know, the business is changing. The market is changing. That's the mindset. And then other people will have a bad sales month and be like, man, we could have done this better or we could have done that better. Um, what is that conversation like for you? Or have you experienced both of those conversations? And how did you overcome those, Corey? Yeah, I mean, I definitely have both. Like, even right now, like, to me, when I talk to my entrepreneur friends, especially in the e-commerce space, a lot of them are like, man, like people are not buying right now. Like, and I'm like, well, somebody's buying something. Like, somebody's buying something. When them Jordans drop, folks is buying them hoes. Like, when Kith put something out, folks is buying. So it's not that they're not buying, it's that we're not marketing correctly. Whenever we have a bad sales month, I blame us. Like, it's not the market, it's us because it's my job to do the research and stay up to, up to date on what's going on and how I operate. So for me, if we have a bad sales month, I'm always asking what I could do better. So I'll look at like, okay, well, last year, this time, this was selling really well, or this is trending upwards. So I might like put a, a package together. It might be like our three worst selling items that might total for like retail, like let's just say 150. I might put it on sale in a pack for 100, run a sale, send an email out, send a text out, and watch people get things that they actually didn't want, but because it's packaged a certain way, they want it, right? So I just think we, we switch the way we market. On social, I might post more of, the clothing uh, clothing content because on our social page we just post a lot of like ugc and lifestyle and we don't post a lot of clothes because we build community on there so maybe i'll like start posting a little clothes or maybe i'll talk to my customers hey what do you all want to see from us what was our, what was our favorite item that we dropped last year what item would you like for, for us to bring back i want to make them a part of the process that way they feel more tied and, and more you know privy to, to uh, actually buy something so, you know, when, when we have a bad sales month, I just figure out re -ways, re, and rework ways to sell the same product. That's all. I think so many times we try to switch it up. But, like, no, that same hoodie got us to over eight figures. Like, like I don't have to switch the method. It, it works. I just have to change the way people are viewing it. It's all marketing at the end of the day. 
I don't listen. I, I, I listen. I want everybody to fully understand what he what he just said there, because I, I don't want that to be something that goes over people's heads. A lot of game listen, right there. That was a lot of game, and, and and not just not just was it a lot of game, but it was a lot of reality based in it. You know, that's why I love talking to entrepreneurs because that wasn't theory. See, here's the thing. Here's the thing. It's very easy for us to blame markets, blame leads, blame uh, uh, timing, right? The truth blame is- Blame everybody. Yeah, blame everybody. Just blame itself. It. It's everybody's fault. But, 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 but me putting in a little bit of time and a little bit of ingenuity to make sure that this right here is working how I need it to work. It's always somebody to blame for that. And- Switching that mindset is imperative if you plan to level up because it is, listen, it's always somebody buying what you're offering, specifically what you're offering. It's always somebody buying it if it's valuable to the marketplace or if it's ever been valuable to the marketplace. It's always somebody willing to 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 put in the extra effort to meet the market when you are not when you're not right willing to put in that little bit of creativity to change up the flow of the market when you're not right. And so we have to be able to recognize when we're in those moments where we want to make the excuse bigger than the goal. We want to elevate the excuse higher than our purpose, than our vision. Logically, Think about this now. I just want you to understand because a lot of folks finna do this. They tuning me out right now logically because they've already committed to themselves that they do not want to put in that extra effort, right, to do whatever it is to get them to that next level, their goal, their vision. So they'll put the excuse logically, logically above the goal, above the goal. And that can be an issue. So, I want to know. So, oh, what, 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 how has that manifested in your life? Like, have you ever seen that where, you know, you had a bad month, had a bad week or whatever it may be, right? And you wanted to blame the market, wanted to blame the situation, wanted to blame the leads, wanted to blame whatever there was to blame. How did you overcome that? Yeah, for me, I'm, I'm pretty similar to uh, Corey. Like, yeah, it could be all that, but somebody's still making money in this situation, you know? So you just got to, like I said earlier, like when, uh, like when I was saying when I was working crazy and then I just got comfortable. So if you go back to when you first started doing stuff, when you was making all that money, why not go back to that and figure out how you can tweak that instead of start doing some other stuff? Because, you know, the market does change. You just have to figure out what's working in that market and do that. Because, you know, like with cold calling and direct mail, things like that, they all work. It's just you have to figure out what time is working the most. You got to figure out who's your customer on the other side. Like what list are you targeting? Because not all lists is good for that type of marketing. So like what you uh, preach a lot is the KPIs, trying to figure out your numbers, where's most of your success come from and stick to that. For me, I don't like keep trying new stuff. Um, all the time, you know, some people like 
uh, chasing that shiny object. Hey, they got this new shit, new marketing just came out. You want to try it? No, I don't. I don't like trying PPC. I don't like doing nothing. I just like stick to straight cold calling and text. Because at the end of the day, everybody's going to, not everybody answer their phone, but a lot of people always have their phone in their hand. So you can reach them by text or cold call. So I don't want to do direct mail. It's too expensive. I don't want to do PPC. I don't want to do none of that. I want to stick to what I'm good at and maximize the debt. And uh, that's the type of things we do, Brian. And like I said, it's always us. I don't really blame other people because at the end of the day, people always need a place to live. People always dying, and people always have issues. And that's our job to solve it. That was powerful. Um, and here's the thing. All of those marketing methods work. PPC works. Text message works. Uh, cold calling works. Got to figure out billboards work, work company in the, the market digit. It all works. Uh, social media works, right? It all works. Uh, the issue is: Are we going to consistently do and stay on what is working for us and and, and maximize it? And I'm gonna say another thing to that too, Byron. You got to know, like, you know. Put some put some math behind it, right? Whatever those marketing channels are, and if they don't know what their conversion rate is, okay, we'll see what what's the what's the you know um, industry standard, and then kind of see how you match up against that. Then you can make strategic moves versus kind of just bouncing around. Ooh, ooh, people don't like that industry standard, uh, Ashley. Not at all. How many people, people you saw just be bouncing around? Sure. I mean, when I first got started wholesaling, I was just jumping into any market because oh, yeah, I'm getting deals here, I'm getting deals here, you know, without moving with intention, really understanding my metrics, what's working based off of my marketing and all of that. So, I mean, I know for me, yeah, I was found, I was in way too many markets and I mean, it worked because the market was hot then. But then when the transition started, that's when I had to like, OK, well, I'm not really I'm just kind of just doing whatever. Now I need to start really moving with intention, understanding my numbers, what's working, what's not, what markets can I drop out of because we're spending unnecessary money. You waste a lot of money like that. Hell yeah. And then if you spend a lot of money on marketing and you don't close the deal that month and then you try to figure out where all this overhead coming from, then that's usually when people pay attention like, oh, okay, yeah, we mm-hmm. got to make an adjustment. But then now you're in survival mode. So then you're scrambling even more just trying to just get to it versus like, no, hey, if I get a cold call lead, what, how long does it take before I get a contract? How many leads do I need to get to even get, be able to give them an offer? How many offers do I need to make before I, they even accept it? And if you don't know those numbers, then you're just going to get upset because you didn't get a deal closed or you couldn't make an offer when your numbers don't make sense. Ooh. You know what I like about what she said the most? Oh, What's that? she said, my. She said, my market, my strategy, what what I'm trying to specifically get accomplished. That is, let me explain something to you. That right there is powerful. The reason why that is so powerful, oh, is because a lot of people don't know the my part. My strategy, what works for me, not nobody else, not what I heard is cool, not what I think somebody else wants to hear, what works for me, specifically me. And when you get clear on that, I believe that opens up a lot of doors by itself, by itself, because your strategy may not be everybody else's strategy. Matter of fact, 
I'm going to say nine times out of 10, your strategy is not everybody else's strategy. Your weak, your strengths and weaknesses are not everybody else's, right? And so zoning in on what works for you is very important. And that is in any business. We talked about the, the that lack of clarity, that lack of clarity, not knowing specifically where you need to be, not everybody else, right? And so a lot of people, they come to me, right? And they'll talk about where they ask me, where do they need to be? And I'm like, I can never tell you where you need to be. I can never do that because I don't know specifically where, what you want. I don't know what you want. I don't know. I don't know what your strengths specifically are. I can never tell you the answer to that question. The only thing I could do is ask you a question as to, to help you uncover where you ultimately want to be and help you find where you ultimately want to be because that is your zone of genius. Your zone of genius is not going to come from where I told you you should be. I promise you that. You would think that that's where to come from, but the truth is your zone of genius will only come from when you decide where you want to be and you put forth and you learn how to decide where you want to be and you put forth all of your effort towards where you want to be. Does that make sense what I'm saying? Or did I lose anybody? Uh, you make sense. You make sense. You stay paying attention. You didn't lose me. What's your thoughts on that, O? On people having that 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 clarity, that clarity, that focus of what they want. How do people find what they want? That 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 like is this even for me? Mm. Conversation. That's a conversation people need to have um, in the beginning because a lot of people do things because of other people, not for themselves. Uh, oh, go ahead. That's a fact, O'Neal. Most a lot of people get in because they shiny object, or I see somebody else killing the game like that. Mm-hmm. Um, same thing in college. A lot of people that went to college just went to college, and then they figure out, oh, this ain't what I want to do. Let me go do something else. Oh, let me go do something else. Most I'm driving from Dallas to California, but I head out going to Florida because I just don't really have a roadmap. You know what I mean? It's nobody. I'm not gonna say nobody. Very few people stop and think about what they're thinking about before they start doing something. Byron. Mm. Well, think about what he said. I'm going to I'm going to L.A. or Texas, but because I don't have no damn roadmap, I'm driving through Florida. (laughs) Yeah. Hey, to his point though, one thing that he said, because like I, I I agree with that too, but like for me, like. So I use myself as an example with with support by colleges. Like, I this is not what I wanted to do in my life. Like, I, I wasn't like, yo, I want a clothing brand, and I wanted to talk about. I didn't. That's not what I wanted, right? Like, it wasn't my goal when I went to college. I I wanted to work in sports. That's what I wanted to do. I always wanted to do marketing and branding and things of that nature. But one homecoming, I had made a T-shirt that says "Support by Colleges" with the little logo and stuff, and folks was like, "Hey, yo, that's hard." Like, and as a natural hustler i'm like well shoot i can make some more if y'all want them and that's how i started to get into support by colleges i just started doing it and i'm like okay well i know i paid like 12 15 off these shirts i gotta sell them for at least 25 all right cool so then when i start okay well the guy said if i would do it in bulk 
then I'll get better pricing, which means I can still sell it for the same price and have a better margin. Okay. Then I'm like, well, if I made sure I can actually make some short and like it kind of just started happening and things started falling into place. So I say it chose me right now. Like what I say, I went to school for marketing. I wanted to do marketing. And so you really are doing what you wanted to do, right? Yeah, and and, I, and that was that's what I'm about to get to just now too. It's like, I, I ultimately I wanted to be the best marketer possible, right? Like I love creating something and then making it look a certain way and then getting people to say yes to that thing that I did. I was a party promoter for years. What do we do? We sell the same experience every single week with a different theme, a different DJ, a different title, but it's the same party at the same club realistically. You just market it better, right? So all I'm doing, I always tell people, I'm not a clothing designer. I'm a marketer who has a clothing line. And so I'm still doing what I want to do just in my own way, but it found me. And then I was like, okay, cool. I'm doing what I want to do. Now, is this for me long-term? I don't know. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, it's been a lot that I've, that I've, that I've went through and, you know, to get to this point. But to your, to your point, sometimes, like, people don't know, especially when it finds them. But the, all you can do is maximize the opportunity that you have with the thing that's in front of you until something else comes that may be better for you. Wow. You still reach your goal. It just went a different way. A hundred percent because, because of support by colleges, the things that I've been able to do, I said, I wanted to work in sports. Well, I've had partnerships with the NBA. I've had partnerships with the NFL. I've had partnerships with the uh, MLB. I've had partnerships with the, with the uh, local soccer team. Okay. I was still working in sports and it's so funny. I had a meeting last week with the NBA. I'm doing a uh, NBA con in Vegas uh, next week. The first ever one, they wanted me to be <laughs> and I was on a call with me, a bunch of NBA people, and then like one or two other vendors. And I was like, it's so crazy because I always told myself I wanted to work with the NBA and like do all these things with marketing and all of this. And you, you all are literally letting me do that with my own brand, with my own entity, where I can get paid based off of what I do versus you all paying me. So it was just a really dope process. And, I, and it, was a, it was a moment of realization where I'm doing exactly what I wanted to do. I just took a little different route. Keyword process. Key word is process, right? One thing led to another, right? He said he just started with shirts and then it led to the shorts, right? And I think a lot of times we, we want to be big and robust, right? We want to be worldwide out the gate and we got to be able to start small because one thing leads to another. It's a process. Man, you accomplished a lot, Corey. You in NBA 2K, your product is in there. Your product is in one of the top shows on TV, All America. You can't be there, bro. You know, and, it's crazy. You know, it's crazy because you know, and I and I think, I, I a lot of times I have to have this self realization talk, right? Because like, we, like I said earlier, we're all striving to be like the best version of ourselves and reaching certain goals. And a lot of times, you don't take the time to appreciate what you've accomplished. And I challenge everybody in here. Like where you are today, man, some of you all never imagined to be in this place, but we we complain in the current situation we're in because it's not where you want to be. But like ultimately, like, man, you 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 overcame a lot. Like every day you have a hundred percent success rate of living life so far. Every day we've made it to the point where we are today. And so I have to step back a lot of times and stop being ungrateful. Like if I'm just being, I gotta be stop being ungrateful sometimes because some of the things we have accomplished, I would have never imagined. Some of these phone calls I get, I'm like, yo, how did you get my number? Like, Urban Outfitters calling me, and I'm like, who gave you my number, my email? Like, I, I have no clue. But now we have, you know, a multi-year partnership with them. Foot Locker, all of these people are calling, and I'm like, 
how was this? It's not me though. This guy, he's setting it up for me so that I can live out what I'm supposed to be doing. I, I couldn't do it alone. It's the supporters, it's everything else. But you know, I really just encourage everybody to really look at your situation and understand that, man. Look, there was a time where you would have dreamed to be in this position. So let's just be grateful and just continue to work to whatever it is. What is the end goal for us? Damn. Who are you working toward that nine-figure exit? Man, I'm working towards that exit now. <laughs> Listen, I'm trying to tell you. Listen, you going to sell it, man? It's, it's crazy because so I, I shut down the website like 30 days ago because I, I wanted to read. So I was talking to some investors and people who were like interested. And so it's a group of people that want to buy the company, um, which I'm like, please buy this company. Um, and I had to do some stuff on the back end and I had to get some stuff, you know, from our logistics and strategy set up. But as I was going through this conversation, I remember um, a lot of people that look like me that have never been in this position. It's like, bro, you would sell this. You would do da 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 da. And I'm like, yo, this what this this what these white people be doing. They right. build a company, they and they sell it on a high. They take that they money and they start another one. Again. If I started one support by college, I could start another one. I could I could do this with anything that I want to do. I got the influencers. I got the connections with the stores. I have the the marketing. Like this is a repeatable process. I just did it with this specific thing. And so um, I think it's really important to understand that, like, yo, this is what we this is what we do it for. Because I said I want freedom, right? I said I want time freedom. I said I want financial freedom. Well, how do you do that? Somebody give me nine figures. That's gonna happen. <laughs> the goal is reached, right? And then I, <laughs> I can go and do what Ronnie Fig did and become the creative director of the Knicks. You know what I'm saying? Like that. That's the that's the goal. Something like that. So um, yeah, I'm just I'm just super excited and blessed to be in this position. Yes, indeed. Yeah, man, I can't wait till you sell that, man. Just, you know, let me come to the party, man. That's fire. And that's just straight hustle. He said, I didn't try to be a t-shirt dude. I just wanted to be in sports. And you're doing every damn thing you wanted to do. That's great, man. I'm happy for you. I'm happy for you. Thank I appreciate you. that. You're doing the work, man. You're doing it. Look, man, so this is a, we got a quick little break, quick little reset. Make sure y'all click the link at the top. Holla at Josh, man. That's where we get our data from. So buyer gets his data from all the top real estate investors to get their data from here. It's less than 2.9 cents per record. Skip trace. He pull your list and he gets the numbers for you. So we basically do all the work. You let them know what you want. Take a screenshot of what you want and make it happen. But um, make sure you take advantage of that. We talking about, are you ready? Are you really built for the goals that you want? Are you taking the steps to get there? Are you doing the work? Are you putting yourself in those rooms? Are you making those friends? Or you just keep talking and not doing? That's what we're talking about. I want to talk about that too, man. Um, you know, especially, you know, Corey been dropping gems. Ain't no sense in, you know, slowing down on that front. But Corey, how important was it putting yourself in certain rooms? Do you feel like putting yourself in certain rooms elevated your level of success? Yeah, you go to a lot of events. Yeah, like, and, and the crazy part about it is most of the time when I go to these events, it's not the people on stage that help me the most. You know, say, like, say, say, oh, yeah, 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 see, yeah, yeah, a lot of people miss people this. don't understand this part this. right here. Yeah, let's let's talk about that. Yeah, um, I said, you know, a lot of times when I go to those rooms, it's not the people that's on stage that help me the most. And what I mean by that is, like, most of the events I go to, um, I've been that, right? So I'm not in the room where they're talking and giving lessons. I'm in the room where people are buying, right? And so I'm making a lot of, like, 
relationships. I'll give you an example. There was somebody that bought um, a hoodie for me at InvestFest uh, like two years ago. And the lady had happened. It was the lady's daughter who was like the vice president of Chase Bank. And I had no clue, obviously, who it was. So, I, you know, I'm talking to the girl, you know, and I'm giving good customer service. And I'm like, son, I, and I, I threw in some extra for her. She went to Howard. Like, it was cool. Like, it was all love. So then she came back. Um, she was like, what's your email? I, I, I might have something for you or whatever. And I was like, all right, cool. Gave her my email. So Chase reached out. And long story short, to fast forward the story, we ended up doing a virtual homecoming with Chase when, um, when COVID happened. And so we did a virtual homecoming. We had... Two chains, mulatto, uh, money bag, yo, uh, black youngster, like it was, it was fire, and we did it with Chase, and Chase uh, sponsored it, gave us money, and then they also put a bunch of people that we couldn't, ha- we didn't have access to in our merchandise. What ended up happening from that relationship was we ended up getting spotted by somebody that works for the TV show The Real. We ended up getting invited to come on The Real, so then we were on The Real, like all, but all that came from me. If I didn't go to that event, I never meet the lady's daughter who then connects me with her mother who then puts me in a position to make money and be on a platform that I never had the opportunity to be on. And so, you know, for me, I think the rooms are extremely important. I go to, <laughs> I go to things all the time that I may not quote unquote want to go to, but I, th- I know I have to. I was in uh, Austin, Texas, um, like I think two or three weeks ago for the Kajabi conference. I don't even have Kajabi. Like I don't even use Kajabi. I just went because I was like, these folks is making six, seven and eight figures selling courses. And I was, I just want to see what was going on. And so I went and I made some very, very valuable connections. And it was something that had nothing to do with me. Nobody knew me in there. Nobody knew what I did. Like, it wasn't one of those things. It was just like, I want to go to expand my mind, to expand my network and really just switch it up. Like they're marketing a certain way that I'm not marketing that works for them. Let me tap in and see what they got going on. Just in case I want to do something with my personal brand, just in case I want to like build a course out for entrepreneurs who want to scale in e-commerce. Like I'm trying to make sure I get in all the rooms. So, because there's always ways to learn. I think so many times if we're not learning from the person that's directly in our lane, like we don't do it. Like if I'm not learning from Damon John or learning from somebody who scaled a multi, you know, million dollar clothing business, it, it don't help. Nah, because I got people who don't do e-commerce at all. Y'all real estate people, y'all really good at sales. Y'all really good at um, finding something, flipping it and making more. Like I, I can do that same thing in my business using the strategies that y'all use, but I'm too busy worried about that one person who did it in my lane when it's so many other people. So and to, just to bring it all together, yes, getting in those rooms are important. And that's why I love that you all put on so many events because you give people a chance to not only see you and network with you all, but you give them a chance to get in a room with other people who could help them and be their next business partner or coach or mentor or whatever it might be. So yeah, definitely important. You know, what was so dope about that is that you wouldn't have made that connection if you wouldn't have, you know, um, you know, had uh, perfect customer service with the woman that you was dealing with in that moment. Right. Because you didn't know the connections that she had, but you, you, you were moving with good, good energy, moving with excellence, treating this person, you know, um, um, with, with, with top we're giving her a top quality Chick-fil-A experience and that experience ended up turning into a whole sponsorship and other connections. And that's how this should be working a lot of times. Mm-hmm. And I think so many times we, we look at people, see, that's, that's the problem. So many people look at people as less than because they don't know who they are. And it, it's so unfair. 
Um, not not to hog the mic, but I will say this: when no, hog the mic, man. When I when I met <laughs> my first my first influencer ever was Tiana Taylor. I talk about it all the time. I waited four hours in the club for her to get her stuff. The person I was talking to the whole time in the club was her mom, who's also her manager. But I did not know that. I was just talking to the lady across the barricade, like, "Hey, yeah, that's what I'm doing. I'm just waiting for Tiana. Like, you don't have to let me in. It's okay. I'm just chilling." Da 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 da. And the lady's like, no, come in, please. And then after after uh, we got out the club and stuff and we were at the, the their, their black car in the back, she was like, by the way, I'm Tiana's mom and I'm also her uh, her manager. And I'm like, this whole time, I've been talking to this random, imagine if I would have been like, oh, no, I'm good. I don't want to talk to you. I'm trying to get to Tiana. And she's like, dang, I'm my mama. So <laughs> what you don't know is you ain't going to never get to her. And so I treat everybody like they are the celebrity. I treat everybody like they are my biggest customer because you just never know what can happen by treating people the right way. And, and then you just want that good energy. Like I'm going to Essence Fest on, uh, tomorrow. Actually, I'm leaving. I work all my booths. I, I got staff, yeah, but I'm there. I need to touch my people. I need to figure out what do you like? What don't you like? What can I do better? Like I'm the face, but yeah, I can also be a servant as well. And I think that's extremely important. So many times we want to be the CEO, but we don't want to serve. And, and that's a part of the job. That's extremely different because a lot of people are not about to be at no table smiling at people. They could be in the back counting them that money. And, and what happens is, too, they, they miss out on opportunity because nobody's yeah. going to champion your brand like you. Nobody going nobody gonna to ride for support by college like me. And it, it goes to the same fact. Last year, I met somebody from AT&T. This lady from AT&T came to my booth, bought a hoodie. This year, because of that, because of that I got her contact. She worked for AT&T. We're doing a, a partnership with AT&T this year at Essence Fest. I'm speaking on their stage, uh, the AT&T stage. And also, we did a collaboration pro uh, product. It's a, a hoodie and a bucket hat that's celebrating the 50 years of hip-hop. And they bought like $20,000 worth of stuff pre-Essence. I already made $20,000 for Essence. I ain't even got there yet. And uh, that's because I was at my booth last year talking to her. Like, that. that's how easy it is. But you got to be present, though. Damn. Good morning. Can I say something? Say something. You like. Okay. So my name is Latoya. Um, I'm a social worker. So I work with people with mental illness and substance abuse. And I, and I agree with the person that just spoke. You got to serve the people at the bottom. Like you got to serve your customers because by serving them, that's all you know what they want and what they need. And once you serve them and you figure out their wants and needs, as the CEO, now you can make decisions that, that implement what your customers want. Because, because at my company that I work, the, the, v, the VP and the assistant VP, and those people at the top, they don't ever come down at the bottom to serve the people that, that they create the business for. No, when they're at the top and they have to make decisions, um, they don't know the proper decisions to make to serve the people that they cater to. And so what, what happened now, they're making wrong decisions and that is turning away the people that the business is meant to serve. So it's so important that even as the CEO, you serve your own customers. So, at, so when you start making decisions for the company, you know the proper decision to make that will serve um, the customers that you created the business to serve. So I just want to say I completely agree with that point. And I yield the mic. Appreciate that. Appreciate that. 
Yeah, man, I like that. What's your, what's your thoughts about that, Byron? Because a lot of people don't be, you know, out there face face to the people. They be kind of hiding, trying to hide, man. A lot of I people think, ain't nice either. A lot, a lot of, of people, people ain't nice. Assholes, a lot of people ain't nice. You know, it's funny, man. Um, <laughs> this was crazy, right? So we we at the event with Anetta, right? And we just and we just talking to every like we literally was talking to all of the staff, all of the just you know what I mean. And come to find out, a lot of those people that was on her staff was a part of her inner circle. I didn't, yeah, I didn't know notice that, that till, till they start hanging on the awards. And you know, it's funny because we created a lot of goodwill with them people. It was cool. They was cool as hell. Her whole staff, cool. they was a vibe. They like to drink too. They love to drink, yeah, and they love, yeah, yeah. They they love it. They love it. They yeah. And so, uh, but 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 what's dope about that is that we had a very good experience with all of those people, and it's no telling what that what that experience will will, will lead to either in the future or now, and it, it just it just speaks to kind of what Corey was just talking about where you just plant seeds everywhere. You just plant those seeds, man, and you just never know how they'll they'll blossom and bloom from there. Um, man, just being genuinely nice to people gets you way farther than you, you would expect. That's a fact. That's a fact. I want to, um, you know, we've talked about planting seeds. We've talked about the fear of failure. We've also talked about overwhelm. I want to talk about perfectionism. Um, because hey, listen, I, I, I'm speaking not only to the topic, but I'm also speaking to myself on this, right? So perfectionism, striving for perfection can be paralyzing when people set unrealistically high standards for themselves, they may hesitate to begin or make progress on their goals, um, until conditions are perfect. This mindset will foster procrastination. Now, who are we talking to on this one? We're talking to the person who operates at a very high level, does things with excellence, right? Um, looks to do everything with excellence. I know I, I definitely like to move in a spirit of excellence with a lot of things that I do. Um, and I know that sometimes when you are striving for that level of excellence, it can be paralyzing and it can show up in the form of procrastination. Um, in reality, how it manifests itself can be procrastination. So, so what I mean by that, what I mean by that. So, so you got this perfect thing going on. You got a perfect opportunity, right? And instead of executing on that opportunity in the moment, you're waiting for it to be perfect, right? And because if it ain't perfect, you don't move. Because you tell yourself logically that this ain't right, this ain't this condition isn't met, this isn't set up the way it needs to be set up. So let me hold off on it because I don't want to do anything that's that's that looks messed up or or misrepresents my brand or misrepresents uh, my uh, standard of excellence. But instead, you miss the whole opportunity because you're not 100 perfect. Right. When you could have just went into that opportunity at 70 percent and maybe executed at 100 percent. But because you weren't 100 percent prepared, you missed that 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 particular opportunity. Corey, have you ever been in that situation? It's Corey with us. 
Sorry, I, I had to I had to get back to the thing. Uh, my mom was texting me. Um, ask the question again. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. So 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 in that situation where perfectionism, like you you weren't a hundred percent prepared, right? And instead of and instead of just jumping into that opportunity, you pass on that opportunity because you 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 seventy percent ready, sixty percent ready. Have you been in that situation? You know what's crazy? So the, the, the easy answer is yes. Um, I'm also currently in that situation where I'm not prepared, but I'm still doing it, right? So I've definitely passed on a few. Um, there's times where I didn't go to an event or didn't um, make a certain move because I knew we wasn't ready. And I knew that long-term it would have had a bigger um, effect on us negatively than positively, right? Like something like, I mean, I talk about the million dollars we made and then not being able to keep up with the million dollars worth of product. Like it's the same kind of situation. I am currently in a situation where that is, I, I'm not, I'm like, I'm maybe 75% ready, but I really need to be 100%. But then I also really need to make this happen. So I'll give you an example. I'm going to Essence Fest. Um, I don't have nearly as many hoodies as I would like to have. I have mostly small and medium. Our our biggest selling sizes are large and XL, large and XL. That's our most popular sizes. So I already know I'm going to miss out on a lot of money because I don't have that. So what I did was I took some of the shorts and the t-shirts. This is New Orleans. It's going to be hot. So I'm going to double down on those and run some package deals to make that happen. Cool. Essence is fine. I got four people that live in New Orleans that's going to be on my staff. And I'm, I'm bringing two people with me so that I can have people that know and have worked with me before. Right? So I'm, I'm, I'm okay on that. Normally I take eight of my own people just because I can leave the booth and trust that they will hold it down. But this year is a little different. The issue is the NBA reached out to me and asked me to do NBA account like I spoke about before. That is three days from Essence. So now I have to find a way to get my stuff from Essence to Vegas, whatever I have left, because I may not have a lot left. Then I also have to do a full build out because they don't give us a booth set up in Vegas. I have to like build it from scratch. And I'm like, I don't have the capacity to do that. But my end goal is to vend at All-Star as one of their main vendors. So I'm doing this strictly because I want to do also, I see the picture in, in the future. I'm not, I'm not going to make any money from Vegas. I'm, I, might, I might make a little bit, but like, it's not a big money maker. I'm actually spending more money getting a team out there, uh, hiring a driver to drive. That's a thousand, some thousand dollars. Like I'm losing money, but the end goal is to be at their biggest event of the year with the most people having my brand right beside AT&T, have my brand right beside Google, have my brand right beside these really big companies that's going to come in and spend thousands and they're going to give it to me for free. And so, you know, I'm not prepared and I'm I'm kind of nervous, but I also think that when the pressure comes on, that's when I work the best. So my whole thing is to build relationships, show them that I can do it, show them I can do it well at a at a level that is acceptable to them. Even if it's not as good for me, I know that they will love it. And so, yeah, um, I've definitely said no to a lot of things, but I'm currently in a situation where I am about 75 percent and I'm actively trying to make the most of my situation for what the future holds. So all this is in the next, what, seven days? Yeah, so Essence, I'm leaving tomorrow. I'll be there from the 28th to the 2nd. I come home to Atlanta just to, like, gather some stuff, and I got to re-up on my merchandise. And then um, two days later, I leave to go to Vegas to start to build out my layout for the 7th. So, yeah, it's like this. Corey, what do you need? Um, I need a few things. So I need to find um, people in Vegas that can help. That's, that's like, the main thing because I was only going with one person. So it's going to be me and one person really like just building out literally everything. Um, and then also working the booth the entire day. 
<laughs> so, wow. I really need people in Vegas. Uh, two to three people would be awesome. Um, I need to order some stuff, like, you know, like on Amazon, like display stuff that I can return later, like all these displays and stuff. And um, said I can return later. <laughs> I'm a, oh, I'm going to return this stuff. Oh, you're <laughs> listening. Like Walmart, Target, whoever got the best policy on returns, I'm returning it right after they're there. So, Appreciate yeah, you. Absolutely. So, so, I'm just so keeping business. it 100. Like, I, I don't waste money. Like, just because we got it, I mean, I'm wasting it. And so, um, yeah, I just need people to help me set up and, like, work. That's really it. Like, outside of that, I can handle the merch and all of that. But, like, it's just that part is finding good people to work. And Vegas has been tough. Do we have anybody in Vegas in the crowd right now that's willing to show up and help uh, Corey get this done? Or near Good Vegas. morning. Um, good. good morning. This is Toria. Um, I had sent you a DM, Corey. I know somebody that has a lot of connections in Vegas um, that I can connect you to. He can probably find you some people that will help you work that. Um, he has a lot of connections with the city, the government, and other entities. So um, I did send you a DM so you can reach out to him. Okay, perfect. Thank you. I appreciate that. Anybody else can help Corey? In 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 the audience, anybody, put it in the chat if you're in Vegas and you can help Corey get this thing situated. I just want to know. Or near Vegas. Or near. Absolutely. And we pay. <laughs> that part. Nobody look, nobody nobody got to work for free, you know what I'm saying? Uh but yeah, y'all can just shoot me a DM if you are around in the area, man. Um, it'd be greatly appreciated. Or if you know somebody, it don't got to be you, but if you know somebody who knows somebody who knows somebody. Or if anybody knows Keith Lee, tell Keith Lee to pull up, you know, tell him to promote the business <laughs> and we can make it happen. But nah, I appreciate y'all too for giving me the platform because, um, you know, this is, a, this is what it's all about. This is exactly what this room is about is, you know, black people, people with businesses coming together, whether you're in real estate, whether you're in e-commerce, whether you're in government, like whatever it is that you do. Our, our whole goal is to set ourselves up for success in our families. And so that's what it's all about. Like whether it's me speaking or Byron or Neil or Diddy or anybody, like the whole goal is to come together as a community and build up with no stingy energy. So I appreciate y'all. Well, Keisha said, you know, uh, how do they reach you? I think he said DM, right? Is that the best way? Yeah. If you go to my, my um, profile here, just shoot me a DM. Like I'm about to um, get ready for the day, but I'll, uh, I'll be checking it throughout the day and, you know, getting to it. Absolutely. I love you it. You gotta do, man. Show up. I just got another opportunity. Y'all be bullshitting. <laughs> <laughs> listen, listen, and let me tell you something. I had somebody that worked for me, um, Essence Fest actually two years ago. They ended up starting their own brand. Um, and I actually gave them the money to start up because I appreciate how they work for me. That. Um and they I they, about to blow you up. <laughs> now, 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 look, now you got you still gotta do the work now. You gotta do the work. But um a young lady, um, she has a, a a flower brand called Stem and Petal, and um, she has been going ham. I put her in contact with anybody that I knew doing a wedding, baby shower. She's done like four or five weddings, like six baby showers. This is her first six months in business, and she is making a bag. So, you know, that's my partner, and I had to put her in because she held me down when I needed her the most. So, yeah. Damn. Byron, I got something to say about this. Let's talk about it. We just present. Corey just presented an opportunity, and nobody jumped at it, bro. You know how easy it is to book a flight and be like, man, I'll show up and help you. Oh, Neil, you show sure right. What the fuck? <laughs> Couple hundred dollars to Vegas, go help this man out. And, and, um, That's it. You don't know, man. That's all you got to do is show up. That's the problem. We don't show up. 
And see, on the other problem with this situation, when you, when I hear stuff like that, that just goes to show that people who really want to be entrepreneurs, they're thinking about the labor versus who they can meet at that Exactly. Event. They're thinking about the actual labor, yeah. the work, the hard work. I got to take time away from my kids or my boyfriend, my girlfriend. <laughs> Come on, man. And, and, and see, the thing is, too, is like when you work in my booth and don't everybody DM me now. I'm looking at the timestamp. Let me see. After 8.32, anybody who hit me up at the 8.32? <laughs> you late. <laughs> nah, you but, late. Uh, but like when, like, so for instance, last year, my Essence team, they came and um, Desi Banks stopped by the booth. Pretty V stopped by the booth. Uh, Brad and Judy stopped by the booth. And I'm like, yo, take pictures of my staff. Like, oh, yeah, they don't. Oh, Brad, they love you. Pretty V, they love you. Look and so it. they was all having a good old time. At the NBA, oh, we're going we gonna to get them play Like, I've been working with the NBA for four years. You think that we're not going to run into celebrities and, and people? Oh, yeah, we're going to be outside. Like, trust and believe. Because I come out there to network. Like, making money is Doing the last business. thing of mine. Yeah, I'm, I'm marketing and I'm making I'm making money, but I'm networking. My my peoples that are the head people at the NBA that put me in this position, because they gave me the booth for free. I didn't pay anything. Like, people are paying tens, $20,000 to get these booths. I did not pay a cent. And so... I'm going to go to build, and it's also summer league. It's our summer league, so um, it's gonna be dope. Now, Corey, can, I ask, can I ask him a couple of questions? Byron? Let's do it. Are you capturing um, everybody's name, phone number, and email address that you transact with? Yes, everybody who buys and who doesn't buy. If you don't buy, still give me an email. <laughs> I need that so I can get you later. <laughs> wow. Yeah, some more questions, or that was it. Well, the reason why I had asked that question, like for li- listening to you, I, I'm telling you, man, I, I love people who are ambitious because, you know, those are the people that what you're doing right now, I can feel, you know how you can feel, Byron, when somebody is, is uh, you know, on a, on, the, on the brink of becoming super big. You get what I mean? Because Absolutely. That's what I feel like. The conversation I don't think that it's a problem that you have. I think it is a challenge. And then once you figure out the challenge, you have the opportunity to pass the test to scale your business bigger. So, you know, one of the things that, you know, and this correlates directly to what you were talking about earlier, Byron, like once you get in a scenario like this, you do an after action report. That way you have adequate planning for the next event. You know, that's, that's basically scaling a business. So, I just want to say, you know, I feel inspired by you, you know, and, you know, it, it's, it's, it, it, just take note, mental note of the people before you blow up that did not help you build the foundation because, you know, once they see your business get big, that should inspire you to say, hey, I remember when I was flying to Vegas by myself to do X, Y, and Z, and then look at where I'm at today. So I and, just want to, yeah, go ahead. And I've, Breaking up. We can't even hear you. Can you hear me now? Yeah, you got to start all over. Uh, the oh. same energy, same thing Anthony just said. Uh, that's why I asked him about that nine-figure exit, you know, because cause I just feel it, man. It's, and it's, shit, if I ain't have nothing to do, I fly out there to just be shit, with Shit, me you. too. That's what I was thinking about, Alvin. It's all good, man. We, we proud of you. No, I, I appreciate that. Anthony, thank you for your words. Alvin, thank you for your words. Th- th- those are very powerful. And 
I mean, at the end of the day, that's the whole goal is to inspire and motivate others to just do what they want to do, whether it's work a job, whether it's have a bit like what do you want to do? What is going to make you happy? What is going to make you feel fulfilled? And I am doing that for myself, whether people are here or not. And what I'm doing is I'm paying attention to people who are here, not to the people who aren't. So, like, I, I always appreciate um, Business Over Breakfast giving me just a platform to speak and share my story, because there's a lot of people who don't allow me to share, you know, and they allow everyone to share. So I, I really appreciate this is very valuable and I don't ever get on Clubhouse anymore. I only come to this room. This is the only room I ever come in now because it's the only one that I find value in. And so not that, not that nobody has other value rooms, but it's just this is the one that I found for me that gives the most value. And so I'm always here when I can be. Um, and I just appreciate it because even when I'm not on stage, I'm in the crowd listening and just just soaking it all in. So I, I appreciate that. Corey, Corey, how big is your team? Like, how many people do you work with? So my my team is actually very small. Um, so it's me. I have a customer service person, two people, two customer service people in Pakistan. Um, I have a warehouse manager, and um, that's it. That's it. Okay. The reason why I asked that question, if if I could say anything, just from listening to your story. You need a partner, brother, to help, <laughs> to help you. Your highest and best use is not, you know, working in the business. Your highest and best use is working on the business to scale. So it, you might make a little less money in the beginning, but just even adding one person to balance things out, you know, to help you do some of the administrative stuff that you do is going to help you, you know, you know, three, four extra business just by adding one other person to do to take some of the load off for what you have to do. Yeah. Right. Yeah. No, what I will say is you're not wrong. That's for sure. Um, if I know a lot of people in here know my situation, but I had a partner and we recently split um, and it wasn't really a, a great split. Um, he was my partner for what, three years. Um, and he actually did all the stuff that I hate doing administrative stuff, numbers, like all of that, just the stuff I hate. I'm a creative. I'm not a analytics data person. So we actually recently did split, but I am, I am looking to hire a CEO because a part of my exit will require that. So like I a hundred percent agree. I think, um, just finding that right person, whatever, wherever that is, whatever that looks like, um, just completely understanding what is needed from that person to properly execute for, for us to scale to the highest level possible. So yeah, we're on the same page with that. <laughs> hey, Corey, why wasn't it a great split? Um, to me, like I'm somebody just, just be honest with me, right? Like keep it a hundred. So, um, I feel like with our situation, like there was a lot of things that went missed that like, if you say you're an expert at these things and you're teaching people this online, you should be an expert at it in our business. And so you teach people how to do X, X, Y, and Z, but in our business, you're not doing X, X, Y, and Z well. And so some of the things that like my whole goal was to, my whole job was to bring people to the site to make sales marketing influencers um creative strategy design and we that's what we do we get sales it's the fulfillment it's the the back end stuff that we struggle on and that's not something that i handle right but then when 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 the heat starts to come down guess who's the face of the company is me and so i'm like in my head i'm like bro i'm i'm bringing the sales that's what that's what we're supposed to do and so there were things that were getting missed. There were some decisions that I found out that were being made that I did not know happened. Um, there was one major decision that kind of started this whole, I guess, trickle down effect. And that was when we had an order, uh, a purchase order from Urban Outfitters for $300,000 um, right before Black Friday. 
And so my partner, ex-partner, made a decision without me to fulfill that order versus build up inventory for Black Friday. And I'm like, why would you say yes to that and tell our warehouse manager without telling me when we make millions of dollars on Black Friday? Like, I would take the millions over over $300 any day because that $300,000 ain't really... Like, $300,000 for, black, for uh, Urban is really less than that because they they buy it at a cheaper rate. They'll buy our hoodies for $18 each versus a customer buying it for $50 each. And now we're giving money towards that. Like, So then after that happened, I started looking into more things. And it was kind of one of those things where I was a bad CEO because I just trusted people to do their job at a high level. And, you know, it led to just a, a, a bevy of other things. And when you start to uncover some of the things and peel back some of the layers, you get this disappointment there. So that's why I say it wasn't a great split. Man. Damn. Hey, hey, Corey, Malachi, uh, call the number I just sent you. He, I just talked to him. They, they ready to work. You pronounce his name Echene. Oh, for sure. I got you. Thank you. I appreciate that. Wow. Yeah, yeah we're gonna have to get you to pull up to Houston, man. We're gonna talk a little deeper. Yeah, man, on the podcast, man. Because let's do it. I love the H. Yeah, <laughs> man. Let's do it. You know. <laughs> Because here's the thing. What I do appreciate is the transparency, too. The a lot of people. too, yeah. Yeah, that honesty is is, is powerful because I, I feel like, here's the thing. A lot of people are either in partnerships, looking to join partnerships. I think partnerships are super dope, too, by the way, um, because they do allow you to leverage uh, when you don't have everything that, you, that, that needs to be brought to the table. Um, but... Um, what, what are your, okay. So, so you just mentioned that you had some things go wrong in a partnership. Um, you but you're still optimistic about partnering. Can you speak to that? Yeah. I mean, like, I think that, you know, with the partnership not going the way I wanted to, I learned a lot of lessons. Right. And so in order to learn those lessons, they had to go wrong now before I make this non-figure exit. So I'm glad it happened. This is a blessing that it happened when it did. Let let's do let's let's let this go wrong while it's going bad, like while things are not as where it should be, so that when I build it back up, I can have full ownership of it. Of it right? Like I I think in the long like when looking back on it, I really didn't need a co CEO. I really needed to hire somebody who's good at operations, right? Like it could have been just a staff person, but you know when you're young and you're just doing stuff, you I didn't know support by college is gonna be what it is. I didn't. I had no clue. I was like, oh, hey bro, I need your help. Like let's tackle this together, kind of thing. Versus like you get an operations, let me hire you as my operations manager, and I give you fifty percent of the company. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I think we make these decisions and we make these mistakes, and you know we never had signed a, a partnership agreement, you know, and that was just me just jumping into it, right? Like. And I mean, but not signing that partnership agreement actually saved me, you know, now because, you know, legally, you know, there are some things that work in my favor. So, you know, it's I'm, I'm optimistic because it's like it's like you having one bad meal. You, you having 10 good meals at Chick-fil-A, then one bad meal. You ain't going to be like, oh, Chick-fil-A, I, I never go eat Chick-fil-A again. Like, no, nah, it happened that time, whatever was the situation happened. But I'm going to be back tomorrow for breakfast. So it's all good. Um, <laughs> but that's how I feel about it. Wow. I love that. This this has been a whole I hope everybody picking up these gems is being dropped off. Oh wow. Oh man. It's been a lot, man. What you think, old? It's beautiful. I just want to keep going, man. Yeah. 
So we talked about the fear of failure, right? Which I, I think can be crippling, absolutely crippling. We've talked about overwhelm. Byron, hold on, that fear though. Let's talk about it. False evidence appearing real. Absolutely. And and when we subject ourselves, allow that fear to take over, that's the crippling part. The fear is not crippling. It's the allowing the fear to take over is the crippling piece. Well, you know, we logically talk ourselves out of opportunities all the time, Alvin. And it shows up as logic. It shows up. This is the thing. I think where a lot of people um, miss the boat on this thing is that they think, right, a lot of times that fear, right, and and I'm only speaking to this because, number one, I've had to overcome it myself, right? So I'm speaking personally. And then I'm also speaking from the countless conversations that I have with people, right, about their goals, their dreams, and what they're trying to get accomplished. And what a lot of times, what we and, we, and you don't unveil a lot of this stuff, Alvin, until you start asking the right questions. And what you realize is that people are, th- their fear doesn't show up as the big bad boogeyman. Their fear shows up as logical as fuck. It shows up as, you know, well, well, well if I do this, then maybe I won't be able to get all of the overtime hours that I was needing to get, which I'm a firm believer that nobody needs to be doing overtime at a job. I, I really believe this. If you are an entrepreneur, overtime is the last thing that you need to be having um, on, on your agenda, period. I believe, any or even a second job. Second jobs, overtime, all of these things, I think those things are devils if you are anybody in the entrepreneurial space. One job, cool. Overtime, not cool. Uh, a uh, 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 second job, definitely not cool. It's just what I believe. Bet on yourself, right? Bet on yourself 100%. But anyway, that fear shows up as I need to keep this second job. That fear shows because I, I get because I picked up a couple extra things that I can't afford anyway that I probably need to be reevaluating how to get rid of and cut out of my life anyway. But you want to be an entrepreneur. Now you got too many damn, you got too many things blocking you from being able to get to the bag. I don't trust my consistency. Ooh. I don't trust my discipline. I don't trust Ooh. myself. Said a lot right there. You, you're not the only one. I'm just saying that, you know what I'm saying? That that that's what causes somebody to focus on overtime and a second job and be an entrepreneur. How the hell are you gonna put time into your dream? It's because you don't trust yourself. You don't you don't trust your discipline. You don't trust your consistency. Well, I tell you, that's how fear shows up. People be thinking it show up as as you know this crazy outlet. Now, fear be showing up logical, it be methodical, it be it be all laid out and and makes all of the sense in the world, but in reality, it's just fear, Alvin. It's fear, Alvin. So I just, huh? It is, man. I have allowed fear to cripple me after major success. Ooh. And, and sometimes that that fear comes when when our plans don't happen the way we think they're gonna happen. Ooh. Oh, I'm gonna do this and I'm gonna start this by October, and October comes around, and then it's March, and 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 I'm doing everything right. It, Maybe the market shifted. Maybe the interest rates went up. Maybe 
maybe uh maybe my cat died whatever happened something happened and um and i didn't hit my first date and i've been talking about this for six months and then i didn't hit my second date like remember our first clubhouse live man if was in dallas we had to push the date twice do you know how scary that was and how how it felt to feel like you looked like a failure mm felt like I looked like a failure, but we couldn't quit. We couldn't quit. We couldn't quit. We had to do it. And then the second one, man, it got pushed by six months. Uh, same thing and fear. And so uh, it didn't happen the way I thought, when I thought. I wasn't really thinking that these delays could be divine delays because they were. And so. Uh, Sometimes, man, when those things happen, if you don't push through, you'll never get back on the horse. You'll never get back. It, man, entrepreneurship's not for me. It just didn't work out because you quit two feet, two inches from gold just because we quit too soon. That's the problem right there. People people are not willing to to accept the, a test. Like your your resistance to to wanting to get something done has to be greater than I mean, your your action has to be greater than the fear. So a lot of people don't want to do things because they're afraid of what the outcome, they can't see the outcome. Oh, this is going to, you know, oh, I'm not going to, you know, I don't know what's going to happen. But see, how are you going to make adjustments if you don't, if you don't take the test? Like some of this stuff, people are just sitting around passing the, the test every day. Okay, go to work, come home. You know, they're in a cyclical lifestyle. The reason why people don't have a million dollar problem is because they can't handle a ten thousand dollar problem. So I kind of feel like when when you when you're talking about the Alvin, you wouldn't have not been able to make adjustments unless you did the event. So you know what problems um, you face to make adjustments. That's the part where you know where success is is navigating through the issues. You do the event, okay, people. I didn't have this. I didn't have that. So you do an after action so you can make adjustments. That's what real entrepreneurs do. They don't look at problems as problems. They look at problems as challenges and they accept the challenges so they can get better and make adjustments. Like I'm guilty of this as well. Launching something, trying to figure out to make sure that it's good before launching. No, get it out there. Get, get the receipts from what people say about it and then make adjustments to get better. I think that that part right there is where people are uncomfortable at. Uh, what, what do you think, Alvin? That's a fact, Anthony. That's a fact. It's a, you know it, it's real. You know that that fear of failure. And I, I my main thing, Anthony, on it is 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 that fear will show up as logical. Don't think that fear is going to show up as illogical or something crazy. No, it's going to show up as a very rational excuse. Um, we talked about overwhelm. We talked about the lack of clarity. I think that one right there, we need to do a whole show on, on lack of clarity. That right there, let me tell you, clarity takes out the best of the best. Trust me, I have to reevaluate my focus all the time. You know, and it's and it's funny because I was having a conversation with Brian last night. And we always have, 
when when me and Brian lock in on 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 certain conversations, certain things, because we so 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 different, so different. Um, our perspectives are so different, and a lot of times when you know we was having a conversation last night about focus. Where are we going to focus our energy? You know, I had a conversation with Alvin last week. We got a property we were looking to do a massive development on. I talked to Alvin about it. You know, he gave me a lot of his insight. I could tell that insight was was, was coming from an honest, good place. Uh, and we had to make some pivot decisions as a result of that conversation. Um, and at the end of the day, it's focus. What are we focusing on? What is our goal? What do we really want to see be the outcome of whatever we're trying to get accomplished? That's very important to get clear on. Um, perfectionism, but not, not lack of motivation. We haven't really talked about this lack of motivation, right? That, you know, although people may pray for certain goals, right? Their level of motivation can fluctuate. Um, if they don't feel sufficiently inspired or connected to their objectives, keyword inspired, right? It's easier to postpone taking action and fall into a trap of procrastination. A lot of these things are centered around procrastination, right? We're going to either procrastinate because we're not motivated, because we're not inspired today, keyword inspired to take action, right? Inspire. Maybe we, maybe we had a bad month. Maybe we had a bad day, right? And now we, we, we don't feel inspired to move, inspired to move. Um, when we don't recognize that sometimes the market is not, the market doesn't care about what we're inspired to do. Sometimes we have to push forward regardless of what that inspiration may feel. Has anybody in the room, right, has anybody in the room ever been in a situation where you lacked that inspiration, but you still had to move regardless? Uh, I, I know, Corey, you you spoke about not necessarily being that person who is good on the administration side and good on all of those sides, the sides that a lot of times takes you to not, you don't you, you're not inspired to do a lot of that stuff. That stuff is done because you just have to show up and get the the job done. Corey, have you ever been in that situation where you had to move beyond the inspiration? Uh, all the time, <laughs> like like literally all the time. And, and the reason why is because I think for me sometimes um, I see how easy other people get money. You know, like. You know, you, you hear stuff or, oh, I had, I mean, if you ever, like, watch, like, Myron Golden or anything like that, like, you'd be like, dang, he did an offer for 75K and got 30 people up there and just made a bag, right? Yeah. And I'm like, I'm selling $50 hoodies. I'm like, bro, I am doing this wrong. Like, I'm, I'm <laughs> taking me, it's going to take me forever to do that, right? And so I think so many times, especially in a social media age, you know, the worst thing that we have is access to see other people's success. And it's 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 a bad thing in the sense of now we're comparing our journeys and our lives and what we have going on to other people, which makes us like, dang, why am I not? Let me try that. Oh, let me do that. That look that look like it's oh, it's quick money, you know, those kind of things. And there's a lot of times I'm not inspired because ultimately, like I kind of said before, was I never wanted to be a 
a clothing brand owner, you know, like, so this is technically not what I wanted to do in my life, but I do love doing it. Um, but there's times where I have to get myself up and say, yo, why, why are you doing this? Well, I really want to push HBCUs, you know, because like when I was coming to college, I knew nothing about HBCUs. I'm like, bro, what? Like I grew up down the street from A&T. I ended up going to Howard. Um, but like, I didn't know like what I was getting myself into. I just knew I didn't want to go to a, a PWI because I went to a white private school and I just couldn't do that again. And so I'm like, where are the most black people at? <laughs> and I chose Howard. And so you know, there's days where I'm like, bro, I don't want, and, and those days I'm not inspired. Guess what I do? I take the day off. Like, like one day last week, I was just like, I went to my workspace. I'm just like, man, I, I can't do this today. I, I just, it was just like, I just, I didn't feel it. I was trying to schedule content and I just wasn't feeling it. And I, I just took my butt home. Then I went out, I got a massage. I, I started like doing things that I loved. I went and got coffee. Uh, I linked up with some friends and then the next day, I was better because of it. Instead of like dragging it out and forcing myself, I tend to take a step back and allow myself to be creative. Um, and, and real quick for the inspiration piece, one of my friends, her name is Imani, she runs a, a company called CultureCon. Well, she does the event CultureCon. And she put on her story yesterday. I love this. She said, I'm about to do my one month creative residency in, 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 uh, in Paris. And I said, what is that? I said, what is a creative residency? She said, I'm going to take a month where I go to Paris fully immerse myself in all that it has to offer, work my creative abilities, get inspired, get motivated, design, da -da. and she's doing that for a month. And she says she does this and it changes her. She plans her whole year out. It changes the way she looks at things. She's more appreciative. And I'm like, yo, that's, I want to do that. That sounds amazing. Like really, like when I'm not inspired, take a month and just fully immerse myself in the culture and the in the uh, design of another place and, and, and see how far I get. So, um, yeah, but inspiration doesn't cause me to move either, though, because if you're only moving for inspiration, then you'll always get stopped because it's easy not to be inspired. I move because of the end goal. I understand the end goal and the end goal for me is much easier to achieve than me failing and going back and starting over. So. Um, inspiration doesn't move me, but I know that for some people, they needed to go forward. But uh, my why is a little stronger. Wow. Oh, what you think about that, man? What you think about that that whole uh, inspiration piece? Um, are you inspired? Are you motivated all the time? Oh, what 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 what, what are you doing? Hell no. in those, you what get are you that reset? Yeah, because Oh, gonna take a nap. Everybody need that, man. I know you're gonna take that nap. So, so what? 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 Oh, <laughs> well, have a nap on your mid conversation. You hear me? Um, oh, man, let me buy some material real quick. I'll be right back. Hold on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, real, real quick. So, to the people, I know we got Anthony in the building. Um, and I know you run a business where it sells, right? And I know for a fact that salespeople have moments, right? Because the thing about it is, I know the reason why I went to Corey first is because I know he's a creative to, to a certain degree. Corey, you know, I, I would look at, when I see Corey and I hear Corey, I know that he's a creative. Um, and I know that he, you know, a lot of times creatives do have to be inspired to um, to move, right? Uh, I tend to be more of an analytical person. I don't necessarily have to be inspired to move, but inspiration does help when I need certain things to be done. 
Um, thank God for B12 and 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 all these little B12 shots and energy shots because sometimes they can help you push past those moments of you know where you just don't feel it. But but Anthony, I know you've accomplished a lot. Uh, are you with us right now, Anthony? Yes, I'm here. What what has it been for you when you are in that moment, right, where um, you don't feel sufficiently inspired? You are disconnected to a certain degree from the things that you want to get accomplished today, but just don't feel it. What are those moments like for you? And what are those self-conversations like to get you uh, past that? Um, well, when I have moments like that, like I, I have a lot of, uh, I, I'll, give you, I'll give you an example. I had some people that were in my company that were spending time with my family and doing all types of other things. They're very thoroughly immersed in, um, you know, the company, but they didn't see the vision that I saw when I was building this winning real estate thing to get to where I am today. Um, they just didn't want to do the work because they felt like it was leading nowhere, clubhouse. So they, they actually left and it was very, very hard for, um, that was a very hard challenge because they were in my nonprofit, the real estate company and the mortgage company. It was a family of six people gone, right? So when I have issues like that, when I have challenges like that, they're not issues. You know what I do? I reset to spending time with my family, my son and my daughter, because that makes me understand who I'm doing it for. So when, you know, I double down, you know, I just reset in that moment and just get, you know, spend some quality time with my kids. And, you know, this business isn't for me. It's for my children. So nobody leaving, no challenges in my business is above the love that I have for my son and my daughter. So that kind of helps me reset. On top of that, you know, the, the, the purpose are, is bigger than the people. You know, my purpose is to make real estate investors um, by education, you know, and for veterans, that's my niche. So when I lose people or I have issues or anything in, in that, I just pull everybody in and talk to them about, you know, hey, you know, we support people who didn't, that are not here for the journey, um, but we're going to stay focused on, you know, what we're here to do. And that is to serve the veteran community and educate and build around that. And, you know, when you, when you do that, that, you know, what I, when I did that, you know, when those people left, I lost five, I gained 13. And then, you know, that led, (laughs) that led, that led to me getting this big deal that I have now. So, you know, one of the biggest things that I will tell you, man, is anyone in business, please listen to what I'm about to tell you. Make, make your purpose for someone outside of just making money, and your purpose will, re- you know, will reign supreme over any challenge that you have within your business. And the people who leave or not that don't support you, you focus on making sure that, like right now, I see, I see. Look, I'm not crazy, O'Neill Byron. I see you guys have grown and, you know, just know that the people that stick in there are, are the people who understand how important it is for whatever it is that you're doing outside of themselves. 
right? So I kind of feel like when you lose people, they're not there. They're not supposed to be there for your next your next uh, promotion, because any any issue that you have is not it's a test. And when you pass that test, you get promoted to bigger and better things. Everybody can't get to that promotion. Look at a Christmas tree. The higher that you get on the Christmas tree, the less ornaments that you can put up there. So when you lose people and shed people, that's because those people are not designed to be up there with you. And I hope you hear what I'm saying, guys, because you can't focus on the people that left. You have to focus on the people that are still there because those are the people who understand that it's not about them. It's about the big picture. You just recently locked up a deal with Grant Cardone. Um, first of its kind, major deal. Shout out to you. Um, and you partnering with, I think it's Grant and Elena, correct? Yes, I did. I have a partnership deal. Not, he's not hiring me. I have a partnership deal. Um, and I'm a majority owner, uh, with, uh, Grant and Elena Cardone. Yes. And you're saying that. What type of business is it? I'm sorry. Oh, business. Okay. Business, so, business yeah. So, so, uh, the deal is, uh, Grant and Elena partnered with me, um, to, uh, educate veterans on investing with their VA entitlement on the grant side. And then also remember the business boot camp that we were at that, no, the real estate camp. Yeah. In, uh, okay. In, in, uh, Arizona. Yeah, so that deal, I was working that deal then. So that was me going there and pitching. I just couldn't say anything because I didn't have it locked in. So when I went there, he caught me that ticket to come there to see what he was doing. So basically, it's uh, five uh, revenue streams. One is the mortgage company that I have, the real estate company that I have with Elena. So I'll be um, coaching and mentoring agents with the platform that I already have. And then basically we're doing um, 10X Vets is what it's called. So we'll be flying around and doing events just like the, the 10X uh, uh, real estate event. And then whoever comes there, I'll be um, helping them buy real estate, invest in real estate from an investor's perspective, not a homeowner. And then one step further, getting more veterans into the multi-unit space. This is the part that I like the most. I'll be partnering with agents. So basically, if you're a realtor and you come to the event, then whatever leads come from that, if you sign up to be a 10X Vets agent, then you'll get those leads for people that are wanting to, to go. And Elena has... I got a question. When, it, when they signing up, are they signing up under you or, or Elena? Because I know she got one too, like that. Yeah, thing. so I'm I'm so 10x vets. So the military spouses will be um, putting uh, military spouses um, uh, increasing their ability to get jobs too. So basically, they'll be working. We're hiring military spouses and veterans to work in that, and realtors who want to be a part of that. So I'm going to be uh, along with my staff, mentoring and coaching her agents and getting them more production. So I'll be taking I'll me. And my staff will be taking over the 700. Well, not taking over. We'll be partnering with her agents to help them lead Jan. Damn. Well, congrats, man. I got a question. I got a question. I got to break some stuff down. So let, let's do this. So how did this partnership come about? 
in my head, this is what I think. I think it came about by you just showing up on Clubhouse. He's kept seeing you. I'm guessing you have built a relationship over time. You shot your shot, and here we are. That's exactly what, well, basically, I didn't ask for anything, man. Like, I asked to help. So mm-hmm. when you see people, you know, what I did, Byron, you were in there, actually. Okay, so he sent me a back channel in June, July. I was explaining the VA loan and how it works. He sent me a back channel in July of 2022. Um, then in Nelson the room, they had like a uh, a day, the Million Marathon, where they had a day where they had like Shark Tank. Y'all remember that? You remember that, Byron? You were there. Yeah, I remember. So on that Shark Tank day, they, you know, everybody was asking for stuff. And I just said, you know, Grant, um, I, uh, in exchange for information on how to um, get into the multi-unit space, I will help bring veterans into your company um, to invest in uh, multi-units, right? I'll bring my veteran community. I didn't ask for any money. I asked to serve. So, you know, he sent me a back channel. He comped me all of the tickets through GrowthCon in a private event out here in San Diego. I went through all of the events that day. Y'all saw me out there in that, man, I, let me tell y'all this, man. I had to get some, my staff watching my kids. My lady was deployed. Okay. So she, so you had to make it there. By any yeah, yeah. The mother of my kids was deployed, right? She, she was deployed. So my staff, I, I had to, the day that y'all saw me, I had just figured out who's going to watch my kids while I was gone to get there. And you know what he told me? He said, because you, I send tickets out in events, and he said, you're the, you're, you're, you're the only person who showed up for everything. So I showed up for everything. I took copious notes. And you know how you felt, Byron. I felt the same way you felt. Like, it was so overwhelming when they were talking about the real estate stuff and all of the stuff that I was not doing. I implemented that stuff. And then, you know, you cannot do this stuff by yourself. You have to have someone that is willing to support the bigger picture. Man, I started with 13 people that was rocking with me on Clubhouse. I don't have the biggest room. You know, I only do Tuesdays and Thursdays. But I think, you know, our staff, our heart's in the right place. It's not about the money, it's about the veteran. And it's about helping real estate agents invest instead of just being salespeople. So I think he, you know, he heard the um, discernment that I had in my heart. and. Uh, you know, being professional, a consummate professional at all times on the app. You know, you never know who's listening. He may have been listening to me for a long time. Love it, man. I love it. Man, the thing is, you know, a lot of people want success, right, Brian? They they pray about it. They want to do it. But they can't even just show up consistently. Like, Anthony, been showing, you've been on Clubhouse the last two, what, two and a half years, two years for sure. Yes, yes, two and two and a half years. And you know what, man? Another thing too, what Byron? I called Byron. I called Byron and I said, "Bro, look, I want to see how we can look. We the one of the fundamental mistakes that I learned a long time ago is that if people if people can be a part of your growth and they can benefit, also, and you hear people moving in integrity, I called Byron right after I landed that deal and I said, "Bro, I like what you guys are doing." Let's see how we could grow together. 
Like, I only want to work with people who have, you know, who are moving at a, you know, moving at a high capacity and work in character. So, you know, I'm trying to, you know, if I'm coming in and I'm the first person to land a deal like this off of the app, I want to try to bring other people that are doing something that he might not see that I feel like that's where the money really starts to grow is when you hear people just moving. And if I got an opportunity, and let me tell you how crazy this is. Jonathan Bing is the first person who gave me the microphone in the mortgage syndicate. They did not like me. Okay. He gave me the voice. Nelson Apega let me pitch on stage. Ashley, Ashley helped me learn how to moderate. Like guys, this, you don't have to do this stuff by yourself. You get what I'm saying? Even, even having rooms like this, when you get an opportunity to come in a room and talk about your business in this, what Byron is doing, guys, you got to support people like that because that person, you should be introducing people to Byron until people are introducing Byron to other people. That's the support. Introduce yourself to enough people that, that, that have character and move on this app like Byron on O'Neill, Ashley, Bing, people like that. Align yourself with these people because they'll open up doors for you. Mark Days, bro, listen to this. Mark Days put me next to Elena and Grant at an event. Mark was like, look, you sit, you sit next, you sitting next to, uh, you coming in here with me. I had a suit on. I didn't say anything. I just was present. But him recognizing and seeing me and me speaking to Elena and not being all starstruck, doing all of that goofy stuff, mm. landed me this deal today. So I, I want to say I love you guys. Love what you guys are doing, Byron. We're going to do business together. I'm publicly saying Byron O'Neill, we're we going to do business together. We're going to. I already know. I already know. So you just said the secret right there, man. Because crazy thing is, I just got a a message yesterday. Somebody sent me a message on Instagram. How you be around all these people? I guess there was a Stormy Wellington fan. I don't know. Whatever. They was like, how you do that? How you do that? You got to consistently show up and add value to people. And then I asked her. She said she's been sending her DMs for years. She never replied. This is my question. All right, cool. You want her attention, but what are you actually doing to, to gain her attention? I said, did you ever go to any of her events? No. Okay, cool, cool. I understand. You probably can't make it. Okay, did you buy any of our products? No. So how do you expect her to reply if you can't even support what she's doing? And the thing about it is a lot of people always want stuff from people, but you can't even just support the thing that they got going on. How do you expect somebody to reach out their hand if you can't even support them on the other side? I don't fucking understand. You understand it, Brian? I have no clue. I have no clue how that works. Um, and because I've never really... Listen, you'll get something from somebody on the take side of the relationship. You'll get stuff, right? But you will never sustain relationships take, take, take. That's not how it works. It's never worked consistently over time from a take position. You have to open yourself up to give. Even this platform itself, the whole premise of this platform is to give. The whole premise. Anybody who's not leading with that particular spirit, we don't even fool with them, not on this stage. It's centered around the give. Think about that. The whole premise 
But this particular platform, every time we show up, is to give. We're leading with a 100% give. Mm -hmm. So when people approach things with that take, 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 take mentality, it confuses me, oh. It confuses me. I be confused. You really trying to talk somebody. You can't buy a $30 product. You can't you can't buy a hundred dollar ticket to go to the event. That's how you separate yourself from everybody else. Like right now, you just like another person in the world. Like, how are you separating yourself to actually get this person's attention? First place, first way how you're gonna get their attention is actually buy something from them. Second thing is going to the event. Third thing is actually buy your VIP ticket. Show the people that you're serious. You can't, nobody gonna take you serious. You just there for the free shit. Respectfully. If I could ask them that too, like, I get a lot of people in my DMs that like ask for stuff all the time or like questions or like, and, and all day. One, one hack that I tell people is if you really follow somebody and you are, you are as engaged as you say you are, you will realize when people say what they need. And so, for instance, like, if you hear me talk, I'll say, I'm not good at the analytical. I'm not good at this. Or, man, I, I struggle with this. So if you came to me with a solution to solve a problem that I said I had openly, then you automatically become valuable. Now I'm like, well, dang, what made you think of that? Well, I heard you say this, and I came up with these four strategies. And now I'm like, well, what did you need from me? Because you don't help me out, and it's a way easier conversation. But so many people, they just want what they can get out of it, and they're not thinking about how do I make this person's life easier? And so, like, for my relationships that I have with these companies that I always say don't need me, I'm figuring out how do I become valuable? All right, well, I got 400,000 emails. I can use this email to blast it. That small event that you want to be big, let me use my audience for you. Like, let me, let me, let me find ways to make myself useful so that you can never get rid of me. And I think that if people led with that more, led with the give, led with the serve, then, you know, it would be more positive and they would have more interaction. Um, well, more people were interacting back with them versus you just saying, I want this, I want this. Why are you not responding to me? Mm. That's heavy. That's just like what we did for you. He needs some help. We announced it. Ain't nobody showed up like that. hundred <laughs> percent. <laughs> like come on a hundred percent and then the same people will be in my dms like hey i heard you on uh yeah, yeah, yeah. and then i had a quick question about and it's like yo <laughs> well, i got your attention i got a quick question exactly 100 <laughs> that's funny like bro this shit ridiculous man people want success but you can't even do the the, the, the cheap the free work like come on show up support people and people gonna take you serious like you're not taking yourself serious how you expect other people to take you serious if you if you if you're in entrepreneurship, you're trying to go to the next level. It pay you got to pay for friends at the end of the day. You got to pay for the friends. Got to pay for plane tickets, hotels, flights, sacrifice from being. You just heard Anthony just sacrifice being from around hanging around his kids to go to opportunity. You have to sacrifice date night with your girl, your boy, whatever you got. To go chase opportunity. Matter take time away from you. Go and spend time with your mom at Christmas. Chase opportunity. So you got you got to ask yourself how serious are you if you want to reach success. You know what I think. If I'm being honest, though, why do people come here? Because we lean with some level of value. Yep. We giving. Um, that's the reason why. It's not because we special. Um. At the end of the day, 
you know, when I look at all of the great things that's ever come into my life, it's come on the other side of some other person that's put me in position to be able to do something. Um, and we're all connected. Um, so the best way to be, you know, if you want to, you know, create a lot of great relationships real quick, right. Figure out how you can serve the most amount of people. And, um, it's inevitable. Yeah. I think somebody, I think, was it Anthony? You want, who's that that came off mic? Yeah, I was saying, you know, I seen that, that, that part, if you want to make more money, uh, you, you have to help and serve more people and the money will come. That's something that I fundamentally believe in, right? And, and it's simple. And this is something that you could see, right? You, you give all of this game away and then people that are asking questions don't even follow you on Instagram. Don't even, don't share the room. Don't don't help you do anything, man. And it's like, okay, you're asking for help. What's the guy's name that played, that was a Christian? Uh, he's a Christian and he played for, uh, he played, uh, he, he was in the game and out of the game really quick. He played for Denver. He was a quarterback. Oh, I'm too bad. Uh, listen to this, guys. I was at the event that I saw, I saw Tim Tebow completely destroy this girl uh, right in front of me at one of Grant's events. Basically, he said, you, you know, you're asking all of these questions and you don't even know anything about what business I do. Damn. Like, it, and I was surprised because he was engaging in dialogue and she was very uh, aggressive in communicating you know, and I saw it go down. And, and, and I, when I learned in that moment, it's like, you got to at least know the name of my company. You got to, you know, it, do you support me? Are you helping me do whatever I do better? I think when you go to these networking events, instead of asking for help, ask how you could help. Ask how you could support or serve. And then I'll be more interested in helping the person who helps me do whatever I do better. You get what I'm saying? Send a referral first. Or, you know, is there anything in your business that I could help you with? Is there something that I could support you in? Is it, you know, maybe I can know somebody. What challenge are you facing? And then follow up with that person with your with whatever they say instead of just asking for stuff. I think people will get a lot further if they take on that mentality. You know, um, it's funny uh, in the, uh, in accelerator program. Oh, we uh, have a database that I'm looking to create of lenders. And, you know, just a lot of, um, a lot of, um, you know, like, like lenders, resources, like all different types of people from contractors, you know, architects, all of those different things. And we're creating a database collectively as a team where we will, um, um, you know, we'll, we'll just share resources and, uh, just a shout out, you know, we I know we got Krista in the building, um, you know, CEO of the land bank, Houston Land Bank, one of the biggest land banks uh in the city. She's putting on an event this Friday um that I'm going to be attending, where it's just gonna be a lot of banks. Uh and uh may, maybe when she gets a chance, she could kind of give us a little bit more insight on on what all that's gonna be, but that's gonna be super, super dope. I'm gonna be in the building. Um, I want to say it is sold out. The event is already sold out. Um, 
I don't know if, you know, because there's different levels of sold out, you know, because sometimes, you know, the event be sold out, but then they'll sell another two two or three tickets yeah, and let you stand up in the, in, in, in the hallway. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like you get that hallway slot. Uh, I don't know if those 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 hallway slots are still available, but uh, but yeah. So so I you know she's gonna come up uh, whenever she gets a little time and and speak to that. Uh, but but yeah, I'm a, I'm gonna be in the building, man, because I think resources matter, and um, and we're gonna add to this database. You know, we're gonna add to that database, man. And hopefully, get that popping, man. I got my guy Luis in the building as well. Byron, I don't know Crystal, man, but uh. If there's an open spot, let me know. I'd love to participate and tag along with y'all. Right? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> hey. Yeah. Um, see if you could be in Houston, man. Yeah. May as well record that, that pod. Yeah. 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 That's true. That's true. Yeah. We knock out two, third, two things. But yeah, this is going to be a powerful event. Um, shout out to Christopher for reaching out to me because I, you know, I definitely appreciate that. But it's going to be a lot of banks, you know, um, and uh, meeting with, you know, city developers and people who are trying to move in that particular space and figuring out how we can partner and work together. Imagine that. Yeah, man. Is she here? <laughs> I know she was here. Yeah, she here. She here. She just need a few minutes. She, she, she. All right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, she, you know, so that's, that's going to be super, super dope. So if anybody, um, you know, yeah, I don't I even a know. question for you, bud. Yeah, yeah. What type of relationships, success businesses have made, have you created by just showing up? Bro, every last one. Talk about uh talk about one or two of them. Just just so people can get some type of clarity that this shit is real. So all you gotta do is be consistent. Well, you know, even even the 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 space that I'm in, right? Um, the build to rent, you know, me me working towards that build to rent, build to sell. Right, that was just showing up. I never even knew anything about that world. Like I've learned how you I initially could, found out about it. Honest here on Clubhouse, you know, listening to people like Alvin, right? Listening to people like you know Nelson and 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 people who are in that particular space. Be rule, um, uh, Chris Senegal. Like it was it was those conversations that inspired me to kind of want to be in that space. Um, and just kind of showing up consistently. I was like, you know what? That's, that, that sounds like something that's my lane. Sounds like something that I could be good at. I have the skills that I feel like marry well with that particular space. And then I, you know, did a couple myself. Um, those were very successful. And I decided, you know what? I can really run it up in this particular space, in this moment of time, like in, in the city uh, where I am. I just felt like I, I could really do that and, and be, you know, hella successful in the space. So here I am, you know, working towards that. I like it. I like it. But it even is. beyond that, you know, um, you know, I learned a ton of stuff, even wholesaling that helped me uh, on this particular app, you know, because when we started this, it was kind of almost like a a mastermind of sorts well, we would just come on and just kind of share tips and strategies that we learned from each other. And we would just pour our businesses out on the stage, have a conversation, and we just learn from each other. And that was powerful. Those were some of the most powerful uh, shows that we would ever have because it was like we were just literally just giving away all of our trade secrets right here on the stage for our businesses. Those were powerful. Just showing up, nothing special. 
How many relationships you think you gained from just coming? Bro, tons. Tons. Tons of relationships. I mean, you think about it, bro. Think about it. We was on the stage um, this weekend with Rick Ross, right? Um, and it's funny because I planted a seed with him uh, while we were, uh, while I, you know, I had a little small conversation with him and planted a seed about how we could potentially work on some real estate deals and maybe, you know, we could work together, you know, because he's looking for partners. He's looking for partners, right? Um, and shoot, at the end of the day, well, one of the deals that I'm working on, that partners, a partnership with somebody like him could go a long way, right? Our friend Annetta said uh, when I was talking to him, Byron, that she got... Oh, it's breaking up, Alvin. Yeah, we ain't hearing nothing. Annetta says she got his number. We just need to get together and talk to him. Because I was showing him the apartment. She was like, oh, shit, that's a dog. <laughs> so, yeah. See what I'm saying? That so, easy. That easy. Showing up. <laughs> but, but what a lot of people is looking at our story, talking about they should have been there. You should have should have made it there. What'd you say, Alvin? I think okay, your mic breaking up. Yeah. Oh, you breaking up again. You better get up some Wi-Fi. Is, is Corey is Corey still here? Corey? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm still here. Hey, brother, check your back channel. Okay, we'll do. Thank you. Byron, what I was saying was y'all served Anetta, right? Promoted her event, helped her out. Just helped her out. Uh, put the word out. I'm sure some people bought some tickets that just heard it here. And uh, because of that, y'all showed up. Y'all got to come. We all had fun on a yacht experience and et cetera. But look at the potential connection you made just by showing up by serving somebody else. That's the part I was trying to highlight. It's a fact. Showing up. That's all it was. I had a good time too. Oh, it was a blessing. Byron was... came to the breakfast table with a bottle of Don Julio. <laughs> hey, that was a gift though. That, that was, was a gift. gift. Yeah. From Lady B. Where she at? Yeah, where Lady B at, man. I say she turned that event up, man. Oh man. We was in the, we was at that table talking crazy. You know, and then Alvin no, took the Don Julio to the head. Mm-hmm. I gotta say this: Do not drink with Byron and O'Neill, man. This, this, yeah. I'm gonna tell you right now: I, I, I would never do that again. I was hurting. No, O'Neill was hurting. That. Hey, hey, I ain't gonna lie. That liquor had me feeling right, boy. And they had the right mixes in, at the lunch table. Ah, uh, yeah, man, on your way. I, I think we had about two, three glasses. Oh Man-berry yeah, Barry and Don Julio. Yeah. And then before that, we had three shots. Two That's shots, my bad. It's a fact. Yeah, we we asked Ross if he wants him. He ain't want that, man. Maybe we had some um bamboo. He goes, <laughs> yeah. Ross Ross is trying to keep his mind right. He was trying to keep his mind right, you know. But yeah, it, it was it was a hell of a vibe, man. And um, you know, I'm looking forward to the next one. Um, if she would have us, and we definitely gonna pull up. And, and and enjoy, you know what I'm saying? But uh Corey, what what what's your what's your take on this this particular conversation? Man, I'd love to get some of your your takeaways from this conversation that you felt like was the most valuable for you. 
me the most valuable in the conversation was, you know, understand that you are asking for these things in life. You want to be in these certain positions. You want to be successful. You want to make this money, but it comes with a lot. And those who are willing to deal with a lot and overcome obstacles that face them um, are, are going to be the one who's come, who comes out on top. Also, serve first, man. Focus on impact over income. The more people you impact, the more income that comes in. So I think a lot of times we focus on money, but not people we can serve that are going to allow us to make money on the back end. So uh, leave with that, sir, man. Uh, network, get in those rooms, go to these events. I'm still waiting on y'all's next event in Atlanta. Come on, man. Come back to the We need y'all in the hey, A, man. So come out here, man, so we can support y'all and show y'all some love, man. And this is an amazing conversation. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. We have to put that play together, man. Yeah. I ain't gonna lie, man. Being at an event, I was like, shit. Like, we need to put an event. Yes, indeed. You know, I'm about that life now. Yeah, man. Because they be different. If y'all want us, a li- want us to do a live event in Atlanta, man, let me see some flames in chat. Because it can't just be us wanting y'all don't show up. We're just talking about this shit all day today by showing up, so. What's your, what's your thoughts? My thoughts are California. I'm sorry, man. Oh, Cali. God damn. Cali. <laughs> that shit could be hella expensive. Cali, man. The weather, the beach, man. Come on. I am down for the event in Atlanta. Because that's Black Hollywood. That's where all black businesses are that are successful. So let, let me know when you're planning that event so I can take time off from work. Yes, man. Why do you think California is so expensive? Because it's where it's at. Hmm. I'm going to have to second that and third that. Come to Cali. Ooh-wee, ooh-wee. So we got... uh, Krista in the building. Yeah, Krista in the building, man. Shout out to Krista, man. Uh, There she go. Yeah. So, Krista, you got an event going down this Friday. I think it's going to be a powerful event. You mind... Kind of speaking to the premise of this event.